أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين يا ربنا لك الحمد والشكر كما ينبغي لجلال وشك وعظيم سلطانك حمدا كثيرا طيبا جزيلا دائما أبدا مع خلودك يا كريم الحمد لله على كل النعمة وعلى نعمة الإيمان Praise be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all bounties that we receive from him and especially the bounty of faith. For indeed, the difference between us, those who believe and those who do not believe is like the distance between the heaven and the earth. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Almighty, the Lord of the heaven and the earth, in his creation to us, he always appointed us as those who will inherit from him. The garden. And the people of the garden are the people who will have faith. And those who will not be of faith, they will not be allowed to smell or to see that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised the people of faith. And therefore Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in regard to the hellfire, those who have faith, he says, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم لا يسمعون حسيسها وهم في مجتهد أنفسهم خالدون They will never be in a position to hear it is sound nor to see it Where they are they are indulging in enjoying themselves forever in the garden which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared for them But in order for us to understand our position as people of faith or iman, the most fundamental tool that we need to have is knowledge. Ilm. And ilm or knowledge is the most important element for life. And by the way, this knowledge is not only for us, but for the angels, for the jinn, and for us as humans, for all the animals, the creatures that Allah has created, great, maybe they are, or small. From the ant, and the spider, and all other insects, the fish, small and large in the sea, and the ocean, and the rivers, and plus every bear that you see flying. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches them. And therefore Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who al-alim, والعليم والعلام الله إذا عالم عليم علام عالم meaning one who have knowledge a scholar عليم knowledgeable of everything that he is acquainted with and how couldn't he be when he is the creator سبحانه وتعالى وعلام most knowledgeable Meaning that there will not be any entity beyond him that will know what he knows. When the malaika said to him, أَتَخْلُقُ فِيهَا مَنْ يَفْسِدُ فِيهَا وَيَسْفِكُ الدِّمَاءِ Oh Allah, are you going to create on the earth those who will spill blood and transgress beyond bound, committing that which is evil? And we glorify you. We worship you as you created us. He said to them, I know that which you know not. I know that which you know not. So in this, Allah is Allam. Ya'lamu sirra wa akhfa. He knows all the secret that is hidden and even the deeper hidden secret 
within his creation, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah said in the Quran, A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim, in Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 282. And do fear Allah, and Allah will teach you. For indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his knowledge encompasses everything. Anything that you know of or you don't know of, Allah's knowledge encompasses that thing. On this earth, in this earth, between the earth and the heavens, in the lower heaven, in the higher heavens, in that which we know and that which we don't know, Allah's knowledge is there. وَعَلَّمَ آدَمَ الْأَسْمَاءِ And he taught Adam the names. The names of those whom the malaika thought if they are created, they are going to spill blood and create havoc on this earth of the righteous, the prophets and the messengers. Those from whom the mercy and the knowledge will come. He says, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, ar-Rahman. The one who sustains you because he created you. The one who is responsible for your living. Here and hereafter. Allama al-Quran. He taught the Quran. Wal-Quran kalamullah. The Quran is the word of God. It is what Allah intended for his creatures, those whom he loves to hear, to adhere to, and to practice in their life. It is he, Allah, who created the human and then taught him the interpretation of the meaning of things that he knows not. Every meaning man is writing to interpret something for this world or the hereafter is not from himself. It's from Allah. And therefore, a believer will never say, I did it. A believer will never say, I know it. A believer will never say, it is from me. A believer will never say, it is my hard work. No. A believer will say, it is by the permission of my Lord. Never say to something that I'm going to do, only if Allah wills it. There is no will nor power, only by Allah. And you have not shot, when you are shooting in the battle of Muhammad however Allah allowed you to shoot. And for us, it is simple. You are not breathing in and out this oxygen that you enjoy to live, which is free. And by the way, if it was expensive and you need to buy, nobody will be able to live among the poor. Water, you can wait for it. Food, you can wait for it. People can wait for food for over 60 days or more. People can wait for water for many days before they die. But for oxygen, how many minutes you need? And this is something that we need to thank Allah for. It is free. And without Allah's will and power, none of us will be able to breathe in and out. He is, or he is the one who is controlling that. However, it is he, Allah, who taught by the pen. Knowledge must be preserved by memorization and by writing. Uthman ibn Affan, may Allah grant him the highest place in paradise, for he it is, the, is the one who began to make sure that the Quran is collected and written properly as the way it is today. It is he who started the sunnah of allowing people to collect knowledge because they used to memorize. People like 
عبد الله بن مسعود كعب اوكي and the rest of the companion who collected the Quran and the hadith like Abdullah ibn Umar al-Khattab, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud himself and others, okay, Abu Huraira and the rest, they were collecting the hadith by memory. But he was asking them to write everything so that people can inherit this knowledge. Today, subhanAllah, we are not getting anything new, we are inheriting it from them. It is he, Allah, the most knowledgeable, taught man that which he knows not. No man walking on this earth now, in the past or in the future, will ever have knowledge from within. It has to come from him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Quran is full of verses to tell us this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states in Surah Taha, verse 98. Indeed, your Lord is Allah, the one that there is nothing worth or worthy to be worshipped but him subhanahu wa ta'ala his knowledge encompasses everything everything we don't know everything we can't see everything we can't hear everything we can't think of everything we can't feel everything how could we then know everything if I can't see everything if I can't hear everything if I can't feel everything or think of everything I can't I'm here with you I don't know what's going in my house I'm here sitting with you. I don't know what's happening behind me, behind this wall. Because at the end of the day, only Allah knows. And remember, He is with you wherever you might be. Wherever you might be. Yes, ma'am. He hears and sees. That's the difference between His knowledge and our knowledge. If we can't see beyond a certain distance, or hear beyond. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, my servant will strive so much after accomplishing what I made compulsory for him, after striving to fulfill his need for the love of Muhammad Sallam to follow his example, then he will take his own initiative by putting himself in things that I did not command of him or ask of him. Neither my beloved Muhammad Sallam asked him to do it, but he took the initiative by giving his own, okay? as a voluntary act. As long as he carries that act voluntarily and keeps it regular, wanting to be close to Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, they will come a time when I will love him. Definitely, they will come the time Allah is saying, I'm going to love that servant for that strive, for that struggle, for that hard work with the intention of being closer to me. And then if I loved him, listen to me, my servant, Allah is saying, listen to me, if I love him, I will power him with a hearing, limitless hearing. Okay? And his sight that through which he sees. A limitless sight. And his hand that he works with. And his leg that he woke up on. And if he asks of me, I will give him immediately. Immediately. For he has no problem in his past so that I can keep that prayer to remove the obstacle. Nor he has sins that he is not going to be compensated for in the hereafter. So I'm saving this dua for him for the hereafter. I will give him immediately what he asked me for. 
I will fulfill his need for him. When Istaadani Astaw, and if he seek refuge in me, he will find me there defending him. Until he will become a servant of me, the Lord. And he will say to sing B and they become. If somebody asks, can a man, flesh and blood, sleeps and snores, get married and have children, say to sing B and become? Yes, of course. Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam, Allah said about him in the Quran, And he will create, not Allah, Isa, from the mud, okay, in pottery shape, figures like the birds. And he will say to them, fly by the name of Allah and his permission. Allah said, it was not, but by the permission of Allah, for Allah is the doer, and we are the means for doing the things. When Musa used the stick to hit the sea, neither the stick nor Musa opened the sea, but Allah Almighty God opened the sea. That's the idea. We need to understand that. We need to think of that. A karama, a gift like this from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the servant is simple and easy. But you cannot achieve it by what you are paid for in good deeds or punished for if you don't do in the compulsory act. Like your normal job. You can never be promoted or given an extra bonus because you come from 9 to 5 in your job. You just get your salary. That's the idea. If you want to be promoted and drawn closer to your bosses, then you need to show initiative. You need to work harder. You need to put yourself forward when they need you. You need to be honest. You need to be sincere. You need to be steadfast. But however, to be promoted, you need to work extra hard. You need to come two hours before your work. You need to leave two hours before your boss goes. You need to show that this is not my job. This is my role that I was created for. This facility is mine. This factory, this school, this business, it's my business. You take it as your own. That's why Muhammad said, to make it easier for us to be in that position, love me more than you love yourself. When you love your job more than you love yourself, your boss will promote you. Because he sees in you putting the job before yourself. When you love Muhammad more than yourself, Allah knows that you love him more than anything else. That means you want to be closer to him. That's the idea. We need to strive hard. So, to be closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not through the fard or the sunnah, but through your own optional acts. Pray more, fast more, give in charity, do everything, and Allah will raise you. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us. Allah said also subhanahu wa ta'ala, قُلْ إِنَّمَا الْعِلْمُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ وَإِنَّمَا أَنَا نَذِيرٌ مُبِينٌ Tell them, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, knowledge is the possession of God. It will be with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. However, me, Naniya Mortal Muhammad Sallam, I am only a warner, a clear warner, showing you the light and the dark, the right and the wrong, the good and the evil, the heaven and the hell. What do you want? Choose. I'm only here. I'm only here to warn you, to show you. Whether you follow it or not, it's up to you. No man is born compelled to believe in Allah. And no man has the right to compel anybody to believe in Allah. For if Allah wanted people to be compelled, he will compel them himself. What Allah said to Sayyidina Muhammad 
ليس عليك هداهم ليس عليك هداهم we hear people today saying I'm guiding people you're not guide yourself even yourself you cannot guide Allah said to Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم خير الناس أجمعين the best of mankind forever you have no power in guiding them it is not upon you to guide them O Muhammad it's not your job in Allah يهدي ما يشاء Allah guides you can direct when somebody asks you in the street for an address you don't take them to the door you show them the way but Allah takes them there for it is he Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a true guide وَلَا تَخْفُ مَا لَيْسَ لَكَ بِهِ عِلْمٍ However, O children of Adam, never utter that which you have no knowledge of. And subhanallah, وَلَا حَوْلَ وَلَا قُوَةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ الْعَلِيَ الْعَظِيمِ Glory be to Allah, and there is no power nor will but by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In today's world, people speak about that which they know nothing about. Platform are raised for people who are talking rubbish. People are listening, people are believing, people are following. And they're taking them for a ride. Some for their money. Some to abuse. Some to kill. How can somebody says, I am the Lord? What's the proof you are a Lord? How can somebody come down and say, I'm a prophet? What's the proof you are a prophet? How can somebody say, look, I can take you to heaven? What's the proof? Muhammad didn't say to people like that. Neither Isa nor Moses. We can't. When I hear people, for example, promising people these things, you can't promise anything. Sayyidina Bakr Sadiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu, the highest scoring human being after the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu When Allah says to Jibreel alayhi salam, tell Muhammad to tell his friend sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Bakr Sadiq, that Allah is pleased with him. Is he pleased with Allah? He cried and says, how couldn't I be pleased with my Lord when he created me, when he is sustaining me, when he's keeping me and giving me this faith and made me your friend on Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and your follower. How couldn't I be pleased with him? But by Allah Almighty God, I'm not sure. Even if my right foot is in paradise and my left is out, I will not be sure I'm going to go to heaven. My destiny is in his hand. Allah will do whatever he wills through his knowledge. Don't think because you did pray, you're going to go to heaven. Don't think because you fast, you're going to go to heaven. Don't think because you think you are good, you're going to go to heaven. لن يدخل الجنة أحدا بعمله. None will enter paradise because he did. Only if Allah can show him his mercy. And let me remind myself and remind you, his mercy in the day of judgment is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. His mercy in the day of judgment is Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You must increase your salat for him. Read. Man salla alayhi wahidatan sallallahu biha alayhi ashr. ومن صلى علي عشرة صلى الله بها عليه مئة ومن صلى علي مئة صلى الله بها عليه ألف ومن صلى علي ألفا حرم جسده من النار وكنت له شفيعا whosoever make one salawat for me it will be counted by Allah as ten whosoever make ten salawat for me will be counted as a hundred by Allah whosoever will make a hundred salawat for me will be counted as a thousand salawat by Allah whosoever will make a thousand salawat for me his body will be forbidden from the hellfire and I will be interceding on his behalf on the day of judgment. Increase your salawat for Muhammad. People who want to become millionaires, they say a pound, add to a pound, make pounds, and pounds make money, and money make you rich. If you want to draw yourself closer to Allah, 
draw yourself closer to Muhammad. Make salawat for him. Don't say I make 300. You are poor. Don't say 500. You are poor. If you say to me I have 300,000 in my account or 500, nobody will think you are a rich man. Don't tell me I have a thousand. Still you are poor. There are men. A salah for them is 10,000, 20,000, 30,000. Wallah, I know people who do 100,000. 100,000 in the count of Muhammad is a million. That's a millionaire. And remember, this is salawat. And every salah is counted by Allah from 10 to 700. وَالْحَسَنَةُ بِعَشْرِ أَمْثَالِهَا وَاللَّهُ يُضَعِفُ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ The good deed in the sight of God is multiplied immediately. No business is ever more enriching, more profitable than the business with Allah. Tijaratan lantabur, a business that will never be at loss. Go and buy shares. When the shares go down, your money goes down. Go and buy property. When property goes down, your property goes down. Go and enter into a business which you don't know. You could lose all your money. But you put one salah with Allah, it will be multiplying. If you write a salah in a book, anybody read that salah, it is for you. Glory be to Allah for such men who written all those books. Like Sidi Suleiman al-Ghizuli. May Allah bless him. May Allah raise him. May Allah increase him in his position. And may Allah allow him to look at us and pray for us. Because it's what we need. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to have that insha'Allah. Okay? وَكَذَلِكَ يَكْتَبِيكَ رَبُّكَ وَيُعَلِّمُكَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking. Okay? To Sayyidina Muhammad sallam. Oh Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah is drawing you closest to himself and he is teaching you. That means Allah teaches himself. Those whom he draw or bring closer to himself. If Allah bring you closer to him, Allah will teach you. Allah said, when it came to Khidr alayhi salam, Allah said to Sayyidina Musa, although I'm teaching you, but this one whom we have not declared as a prophet or a messenger, is a servant. Abdam min ibadina. We have taught him from our present a knowledge that you have no knowledge of. A knowledge that you do not understand or you know. However, you, Muhammad Sallam, Allah has taught you that which you have no knowledge of. But Sayyidina Muhammad Sallam, in his essence, he is mercy. For Allah has brought him forth as a mercy, not just to us, for all creation. But his description of himself, because he knows the mercy can never be achieved in ignorance, and because he was brought to take us away from ignorance to light, and the people who were sent to were the people of ignorance, Ahlul Jahiliya, subhanallah, he said to them, Inna ma mu'allima. I was only sent as a teacher. So Sayyidina Muhammad is the teacher, Al Mu'allim. Each one of us should wish and pray and ask Allah to be in a position of being a mu'allim. And I'm going to tell you one thing. Think about it. No doctor, no engineer, no plumber, no electrician, no builder, no merchant, no businessman, no politician ever made a teacher. But a teacher makes all of them. When you are a teacher, your student can take any profession, <coughs> but at the end of the day, you taught them. So can you tell me, the one who brings the different profession to light is equal to the one who is in a profession who cannot bring anybody to light? No. Maybe an electrician can teach somebody else to become an electrician. 
but a teacher can teach everybody. That's the idea. And Sayyidina Muhammad when he said it, he meant it. إِنَّمَا بُعِثْتُ مُعَلِّمًا I was only sent as a teacher. However, today we are living in a world when a teacher is looked down at. A teacher is paid pitten. A teacher is treated like a servant. The Arabs in their nobility respected the teacher and Sayyidina Muhammad especially and one of their poets says قُمْ لِلْمُعَلِّمُ وَفِّهِ التَّبْجِيلَ Stand up for the teacher and show him respect. For indeed, the teacher in his journey, in his mission, he's almost a messenger. Allah said about Sayyidina Muhammad as the teacher, We have taught him to read or recite or rehearse for you our Quran, our verses. And he will purify you physically, Emotionally and spiritually. He will teach you all that which will make you clean. الكتاب, and he will teach you the knowledge of the book by interpretation. And he will give you wisdom. This is Sayyidina Muhammad. So please think as much as you want, but never take your mind away from wanting to be somebody who knows. Somebody who wants to learn, somebody who has knowledge. Sayyidina Ma'ad bin Jabal radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Sayyidina ibn Mad'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Abdullah ibn Khattab, Abdullah ibn Abdul ibn Al-As, those, those huge companions benefited a lot from the advice of Rasulullah. He used to call them and just tell them things for themselves, and I'm so glad that they reported this to us. Ibn Mad'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu, reported in this hadith and we listened to it. He said, one day the Prophet took my hand and spoke to me, but addressing not just me, addressing me to address everybody so that everybody can benefit from his advice to me. He said, Ibn Maz'ud, ta'allamu al-ilm wa'allimuhu al-nas. He didn't say, Ibn Maz'ud, ta'allam anta al-ilm. Oh, Ibn Maz'ud, you should learn the knowledge. No, he said, you all. Everybody must learn. Seeking knowledge is compulsory for every Muslim man and Muslim woman. So that no Muslim man will say to his woman, you sit at home, cook my food, wash my clothes, and look after my children. I am going to learn. No. She should learn and you should learn. Indeed, Rasulullah taught men and taught women. And the women proudly say, Rasulullah we came to him, said, Ya Rasulullah, we need your time to teach us as well. And he gave us special time, and by the end of us, or our time with him, he taught 7,000 women from us. Of which today, when you read the books, SubhanAllah, written over a thousand years ago, you find there are 700 Muslim women living with the Prophet, reporting about the Prophet. Some of their stories absolutely beautiful. They take your mind and heart away because they were close to him. They were in the midst of the companion picking the gems and the beautiful knowledge that Rasulullah was giving to them. Learn knowledge and teach it to mankind. This is to him, Abdullah ibn Mazud. This is to us as well. Each one of us must teach knowledge. However, you must learn 
the compulsory act of religion and teach it to mankind. Meaning, those who are Muslims make sure they know what they are doing. They understand the fart from the Sunnah. They understand okay, that which is like or that which is dislike, the right and the wrong, the Sharia laws. They must understand this. This is must. And for those who are not Muslims, teach them. Because it's fart for them to believe in Allah. It's fart for them to believe in Muhammad. If they don't do that, they're not going to enter heaven. And none of us is a true believer until you love for your brother. What you love for yourself. I love all my brothers to be believers among the human beings. So it is da'wah. Because somebody might ask, That's the meaning of it. Okay? So for the non-Muslim, you have to give them the invitation to the oneness of Allah. Okay? Learn the Quran and teach it to mankind. And subhanAllah today, everybody can get the Quran. Muslim, non-Muslims, everywhere. You can get it written on paper. You can get it in your iPad. You can get it in your computer. You can get it anywhere. Somebody brought me a Quran. I was absolutely amazed by it. Because with a little pen, you put this pen in any verse, to read it for you. You can choose the recite as well. It can read it in Malaysian, it can read it in English, it can read it in French, German. So good no excuse. So somebody who's not an Arab, listen to the verse in Arabic and listen to the translation. Have you seen this Quran? Beautiful. Everyone should have one. How much cost? 50 pounds? 60 pounds? So what? You can go and buy a shoe for 60 pounds. This is something that every Muslim who's living today, especially the seeker of knowledge you must have. Go and buy it. Make life easy. And subhanAllah, they wrote, somebody told me after I got this one, there's another one with Bukhari in it as well. What a wonderful thing. What a, and these people, mashallah, may Allah bless them. Using the technology of today to make knowledge easy and accessible for those who want to learn knowledge. So there is no excuse. You can't say, I can't. You must say, inshallah, Allah will allow me to have it. I am a human who is going to die. My soul will be taken away. My life will not continue the way it is. You will not be able to communicate with me in the physical form that I am with you now. He is telling Ibn Maz'uz this. فَإِنِّي مْرِئٌ مَقْبُودٌ I am a human who is going to be deprived of living the physical life by my soul will be taken away from me. وَالْعِلْمُ سَيُقْبَضٌ And knowledge will be taken away. You know that. Knowledge will be taken away. There will come a time when knowledge will be taken from the hearts, when knowledge will be taken from the book. You stand in your prayer mat, Allahu Akbar, you cannot remember it. You want to read Quran, it's all gone. That's the idea. Once upon a time, my sheikh was telling me, a man walked into this majlis of this sheikh, who was a fantastic man, close to Allah, but very simple, very humble, and most of the people come to him. And this man didn't like him, and he said, well, He's wasting their time. And he was unhappy. So he came and uh, was full of vengeance. This ignorant man. These people can go outside and learn things and do things and benefit the world. <laughs> Little he knows. This man is not taking them away from looking after their children or benefiting humanity by doing the actual work and earning their living. But he's bringing them to teach them that which will draw them closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The moment he came, he wanted to challenge the sheikh. Yani the knowledge you are teaching is of no benefit, blah, 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 blah. The sheikh said to him, but they need to learn more. Said, no, they don't need to. They just need to learn certain surahs 
تو بي ابل تو براي اند جاست ذات ست يستم طال من وات كايند اوف سورس ذاك الفاتح يستم قول والله الفاتحه قول والله عاد سفيشنت يستم دو يو نو ذم اوف كورس اي نو ذم دو يو نو الفاتحه اي ست يس ريد ات فور مي هي كودنت ذا مان سيد اي ثيرت انسايد اوت اي كانت ايفن ريمبر وات الفاتحه اي فبوهد الذي كفر فبوهد الذي كفر the one who rejected the truth has been defeated in the battle with you can't challenge your intellectual capacity will be nothing if Allah is with you Allah Akbar if I come with a machine gun and you are carrying a little dagger who's gonna win <laughs> think about it <laughs> <laughs> this is silly. The man who is sitting humbly, doing nothing but teaching people to close to Allah. You come to try to challenge him, but he, you don't know behind him is Allah. In Tansurullah, Yansurukum. If you show support to Allah, Allah will support you. However, Allah is more generous. But Allah will make you firm. Allah will make you firm. You're not going to turn and run away. Many people say, I'm courageous. And subhanAllah, I sometimes laugh when today I hear the word bodyguard. Bodyguard. You have somebody to guard you. But not to guard you from the spirit inside, to guard your body so that you should not be damaged. Meaning, if your body is damaged, you're going to die. So, so what do you think the job of the bodyguard should be? The bodyguard job, literally, should be of somebody when the one whom he is guarding is in danger, you throw your body on them. If they are to receive a spear, it should come into you. If you are receiving a shot, it should come to them. But I see today is bodyguard. When the shot is aimed, when the spear is about to be shot, they hide under the tables. <laughs> They're not bodyguard. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he got to Medina, when he was in his room, because everyone wanted to kill him, the companion, through his counsel, they agreed to guard him. So there is... A pillar of Al-Haras, the pillar of the guard. They used to stand there. When one of them is to be relieved, somebody else will come. And they will give their life to Muhammad But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to show them that because he is with me, because he is of me, because he is there because I want him to be. Wallahu ya'atumukum min al-nas. From today, O Muhammad, let them go and sleep. Allah will provide for you that which will keep you away from humans. That is the way we need to be with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the position he was so that we are protected by Allah. We are looked after by him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? وَسَتَظْهَرُوا الْفِتَنْ حَتَّى يَخْتَلِفْ إِثْنَانْ فِي فَرِيضَةِ لَا يَجِدَانْ أَحَدًا يَفْصِلْ بَيْنَهُمَا When the knowledge is taken away, calamities will be falling upon the people of the earth. And the test will be hard. Fitna after fitna. A test after a test. Until there come a time when two men or two women will be disputing about one compulsory act. And they don't know who's right and who's wrong. And they will not find somebody to be a judge. To judge between them. Now, we need to think seriously from tonight where we stand with knowledge. Knowledge in general about the world and the world we live in, and knowledge specifically to that which is compulsory, to live our deen. And knowledge, okay, in deeper 
meaning of understanding the Quran. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love those who will work hard to be closest to him. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why do we need to learn knowledge? Three things. Okay? We need to understand that without knowledge we cannot be able to act upon what we believe in. In order to have knowledge, we need to understand that this knowledge we gain, it will give us the ability to be able to practice. If I don't know Faraid of Salah, the compulsory act of Salah, and the Sunan of Salah, how can I do my Salah? If I don't know, if I make a mistake in Salah, how to correct it, how can I do my Salah? If I didn't know that, if I miss one act of Fard in the Wudu, and I go and I remember I missed washing my face or my arms or wiping my hair or washing my feet, I need to go back. Otherwise, I have no salah. Just like going to the key cutter when he cuts your key and there are certain edges and he missed one edge. Will it open the door? It will not open the door. If you miss one fard, your wudu is, is void. Hence, your salah is void. So we need to learn those things. And therefore, knowledge helps you. Three things. Okay? Number one, yaqeenun thabit. Once you learn knowledge, it will firm your iman. Because the highest knowledge that you should learn is who Allah is. Who Allah is. Once you know who Allah is, then you will have firm faith in your heart. And why should we know that? It will take us away from doubt. Al-bu'd min al-shubuhat. Because as long as you have doubt, you have a distance between you and Allah. And when there is a distance between you and Allah, then you're not going to receive His mercy, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number two, that you will be able to work hard just out of love to Allah and His Messenger, sallallahu in obedience to what? إِنَّ الْمُحِبَّ لِمَنْ يُحِبُّ مُطِيعُ إِنَّ الْمُحِبَّ لِمَنْ يُحِبُّ Indeed, the one to the one whom he loves is always obedient. So, by learning knowledge, then you will be able to become an obedient servant. Why should you become obedient servant? Al-bu'd'an. That which is wrong. Okay? Al-bu'd'an al-shahwat. Removing yourself from desires. Because desires pull you into the haram. Okay? That is something you need to think about. And the last one, number three, Adam al-Udwan, that you will learn not to attack others by thought of mind, by feeling of the heart, by word of the tongue, or by physical means. Some people say, well, I never attack anybody. But they're always sitting thinking bad about people. In the Ba'd al-Dhani, Ismun, indeed some of your suspicion is haram. So you'll clear your thoughts. Don't think bad. Sometimes people look at you. Subhanallah. They're talking to themselves. Look at him. What does he think he is? My God. How stupid. Look, look how ugly he is. How <laughs> and women especially. Seriously. Oh my God. What does she think she is? And they talk to themselves. This is the reality. All of us have these things. And shaitan come and increase it inside. But we don't understand that. And then they say, I never do anything bad. Hold on. <laughs> you didn't do by your hand. 
But you use your thought inside, your mind is corrupt. It's if it's not important, Allah will not say it. Indeed, some of your suspicion and how I'm going to draw you down. And some people, their time is spent thinking bad about people. And all those people who point fingers at people, they think like that. Don't point fingers at people. Allah wa Rasulu a'lam. Allah wa Rasuluhu a'lam. Only Allah and His Messenger know. We don't know anything. This is the way we should think. We should stand firm. We never act in thoughts only by knowledge. Think after you learn. Get your knowledge and then think. But don't make your thoughts out of a vacuum because shaitan could put the wrong thing for you and you will do that which is not going to please Allah. If it is your heart, you might think, what the heart got to do with it? Feelings. It's inside you, you have sometimes bad feeling against people. Why should you feel bad about people? You should feel good about everybody. Feel good about everything. Even the food you eat. ما أكل الرسول ثان طعاما قط. إن اشتهاه أكله وإنما اشتهي تركه. رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم whenever he came to eat a meal, if he likes it, he eats it. If he doesn't like it, he just leaves it. But he doesn't say anything bad about it. Look at us today, us. Oh, it's a terrible meal. <laughs> there is somebody who's going hungry. Oh, ma'am, what is this? Oh, yes, terrible. Just go and open the bin and throw it in. Somebody's. <laughs> you watch the television, somebody, you see the African kids, the Asian kids, you look at them today, I watch the television, Afghan kids sitting there in a beautiful country, full of fruits, and these kids were eating. It kills the heart. And here we are. No, I don't feel like it. The bench. By Allah Almighty God. You will be questioned in the day of judgment about this bounty that you have received and you have abused. When you are throwing a part of a toast, you have toasted and ate half of it on the bin next time, question yourself. Just a toast. Don't put it. I said this to my daughter. And today she made me laugh because I came, she was out, and I came home, I took the tin of biscuit. I never sit down to eat properly. I always just find something quickly because I'm out and in and out. So I wanted to have a cup of tea. I like tea. If I can get a chance to have a cup of tea. And I opened the tin of biscuit that I found in it. And there's biscuits, but then there is like a, a handkerchief cover. I said, what is this? A tissue paper. When I opened half of a toast. <laughs> So she ate half. Nobody else can do that. I haven't done it. I don't think anybody else in my house would do it. I thought, this is sad. I didn't question her. I'm going to question her tomorrow. I think she put it. So <laughs> yeah, but we have to think like that. I always say, think. When you're watching that child running after people who are throwing things from the plane, just a bag of grain and the child because he can't pick a bag and the big people take them and run away from him he's picking the grains and subhanallah he's not waiting to grind them he's not waiting to cook them he's not waiting to take them anywhere he's just eating them like that where are we? where are we? you will be questioned about the bounties in the day of judgment that you receive it is important. Okay? So we need to be 
careful of not feeling bad about people, not thinking bad about people, and never say bad thing about someone. Gossip. Don't gossip. Chit chat. Don't chit chat. Backbiting, spreading rumors, lying, deceiving, cheating. I can go on the list is long. Today, in fact, it is an honor for a young man who's a graduate in university to go into an interview and to lie and to prove himself to be excellent. They say, what a liar. We need to employ him. <laughs> and the young guy will come out and say, you know, I'm clever. I, I, I know how to lie. It's an attribute. Astaghfirullah <laughs> it's, al-Azim. It's, it's terrible. You hear it in the television. I say, the world is going upside down. How could somebody who lies be praised as a liar? ماذا للمرء يكذب حتى يكتب عند الله كذابة والكذاب منافق والعياذ بالله The person will be lying and lying and lying until he's written in the book of Allah as a liar and the liar is a hypocrite Please let us wake up All these modern things sometimes misleading people If life is made easy by technology then the test definitely is going to be harder if walking in the street, you are supposed to lower your gaze. The street is now in your bedroom, not in your house. The street is with you in the toilet. Some people in their toilet, they have television. They're using their mo- mobile phones. So <laughs> you're watching the world here. At least the world outside is looking after itself in decency. If they're not decent, the police will take them. But those who are in your television, in your mobile phone, your iPhone, <laughs> You can't call the police for them. We need to be careful. Please. I need to be careful. We all need to be careful. We are living at a dangerous time. But believe me, it's the best time for reaping the best reward. For it is hard. Living is easy. Living life is easy. But living the spiritual life is difficult. Because the ease of that part makes it difficult to achieve the self-restraint. So this one, okay, not attacking people is very important. And by the way, attacking people physically doesn't need to be by punching them, by just using a gesture. Raising a finger, raising an arm. Please, I always tell the children in the school, by Allah Almighty God, one thing I, I will never forget, I may Allah reward my father who died in 1998 and give him the highest place in paradise. He told me when I was young, son, if you really want to live a happy life and to be in peace with yourself and with your creator and with all those who are around you, never use your tongue or your hand in gesture or to harm anybody. And he said to me, the worst of the people, son, those who swear, Allah, Allah is my witness. I always tell everybody, I never said a swear word on my tongue. Not because I am good, but because I'm always thinking, to be good is not to swear. Never swear. Never insult. Never say bad rude word. Why? What for? In fact, today, swearing in, in the Western world is, 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 is fun. People yani, enjoy if there is a, a film or a movie they're watching, there is no swearing, it's not good. Just like the little children, you buy them a nice cartoon of somebody playing games and having fun, they don't like it. If there's a gun and machine and fighting and swearing, oh, they love it. Their eyes pop out of their sockets. Wow, their tongue are hanging out. Wow. This is sad. 
ما كان الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم سبابا ولا لعانا. We love him. Or we claim to love him. If we are true in what we claim, then we must restrain. If you have ever said a bad word, a rude word, a insulting word, swearing word, say to yourself tonight, I am never going to say that. Because you cannot. You see? Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha said that the best that you gain from knowledge is adab. And adab is the cream of your worship. For indeed your worship is knowing who Allah is and drawing yourself closer to him. How can you draw yourself closer to Allah and wanting to be in his presence and wanting to receive his mercy and you have no adab. And adab meaning good behavior. Rasulullah said, Adabani Rabbi my Lord has taught me and brought me up and brought me to be the best. And therefore we need to have that adab within ourselves. Though she was asked, we see the Prophet outside and we see the best of him. How is he at home with you, Ya Aisha? She said, radiallahu ta'ala anha, okay? Listen to this carefully. He, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, was the most lenient of the humans. That I came across. He was the most generous when he was with us at home. However, he is just a man like one of you. No difference. However, he was most time laughing, joking, and always smiling. Now, these are a few things I'm going to finish with. I would like you to think about it. She said, Aisha, كان أليان الناس وأكرم الناس ولكن رجلا من رجالكم إلا أنه كان رحاكا بالسامة When you think about it carefully they asked her about Muhammad Sallam the noble man outside how is he in the house the statement he, he was one of your men meaning to me my understanding is that you men, when you are sitting at home, putting your feet on the table, doing whatever you do, you don't want to raise the finger to help because everything done at home is women's job. <coughs> we'll not do it. Cooking is for them. Sewing is for them. Mending is for them. Cleaning is for them. Looking after the children and cleaning them is for them. We're not doing it. But he was lenient and generous. Generous here meaning Something big, but let us talk about lenient first. Lenient <coughs> meaning, he will never say or utter anything harshly to his women at home. He will never raise a finger to his women at home. How many men we hear today saying, well, Islam allows me to hit my wife? Ya Jaban. Oh, you cowards. Islam never allows you to hit your wife. Islam never allows you to oppress the one who is weaker than you. Islam came to remove oppression and cut the shackles. Coward you are if you hit your woman. Coward you are if you hit anyone weaker than you. Don't you see in the world of today, if a huge star in boxing, in wrestling, in the street, use his muscle to hit a normal individual, however strong he is, he will be shamed. You are a star. You are a winner. You are a wrestler by profession or a boxer. How could you box somebody in the street? Don't you have shame? Or dignity. Allah gave you the strength and the qawama. How 
could you then hit somebody weaker than you? How could you raise a finger or utter a word to cut the feeling inside? He was the most lenient. If you love him, then be lenient. He was dying in his bed, sallallahu alayhi wa Oh, gathering men around me. Don't cry my death. Be good to your women. He was repeating this. What got to do with him dying and the women? But because he knows the men at that time were arrogant. They're better than women. Allah, there is no man better than a woman. Men and women are equal. Everything is equal. The only thing is in the creation of the physical being for us to exist here. That's it. Nothing else. There are women higher than men. Which one of us sitting here is higher than the companion women of the Rasulullah? Which one of us sitting here is higher than Rabi al-Adawiyah? These are women who the canoes million times or more. These are women who used to pray all night. These are women who spend their life reading the Quran, teaching the Quran like Aisha, radiallahu ta'ala anha, Nafisa, radiallahu ta'ala anha, Nafisa to ilm A woman who, where she's buried today in Egypt, she read the Quran 500 times. Which of us here read the Quran 500 times? I cannot claim that. Let us, let us bring this. Okay? So leniency here, she means, at home if you ask for Muhammad's behavior, he's not like you. Acting with arrogance, and putting yourself bigger, and shouting at your women, and hitting them, and pushing them, and you are allowing them to serve you, and sitting doing nothing. كان الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم He صلى الله عليه used to serve his family. عليه الصلاة والسلام. وأكرم الناس. Why she's saying generous? That means anything we need, he fulfills. Anything we want. صلى الله عليه وسلم. He is not going to say no. Men are responsible for women. Your responsibility is not just to push them around. Your responsibility is to look after them. Is to care for them. Is to be tender with them. To be lenient. They say a woman is like a flower. If you don't know flowers and you went and picked it like this and pulled it out, like a butterfly, you break it in your hands. You need to pick it from underneath and to hold it like that. So, how do you handle your women? How do you? It makes me feel sad today. Men are trying to say, we love women. But do you really love women? How do you handle them? If you really love them, why do you divorce them so quickly? Why there is too much abuse of women today? This is a question I'm asking. That means we are not genuine to what we say. There is something wrong in the character of the man of today. We need to change that. We are men sitting in this mosque talking about this. So we need to go out and change this. Show generosity by sharing what we have with our women. Okay? And be good to them. And to show that qawama. Okay? And then, to end her statement, radiallahu ta'ala anha, she said, however, although he's like, like a man, or a man like you, he's always laughing. Because a lot of men think we don't have to laugh. Subhanallah, we have got the, the extreme example of this nowadays. The very religious Muslim. No laughing. It's a very serious matter. He's gloomy. He's sad. He's frowning. 
His teeth are sharp to attack you if you laugh or smile because you are weak. The hadith told me the Prophet used to laugh. In fact, he used to laugh until you can see the end of his teeth. He used to laugh so much, he used to hide his mouth. And he was always smiling. And he says, Indeed, in the smile that you smile before your brother, there is a charity. The smile that you smile, always smile. I tease the children in the school when I see them smiling. I say, my goodness, where did you buy this smile from? Asda? Where? I want to buy one like this. And the children, we know we don't go to Asda, we don't go to Senesbris, we go to Waitress. I say, my God, you have money. Waitress is expensive for me. Could you ask your mother to buy me this smile? Just, and they smile even bigger. Be nice to the children. Be nice to the women. Love them. Care for them. Allah will love you and care for you. Okay? Jabir radiallahu ta'ala anhu قال ألا أخبركم على من تحرم النار Should I inform you to whom the hellfire will be forbidden or those people who will never be allowed to enter the hellfire Of course all the companies said yes Ya Jabir Jabir ibn Abdullah al-Ansari the great man Jabir ibn Abdullah al-Abdullah al-Ansari do you know who he is? He is the man who died in Uhud with another 69, 70 of them and Allah took their souls to the heaven and spoke to them behind the veil. Except for Abdullah Al-Ansari. Jabir was very upset because he used to love his father very much and he used to love the Prophet. The Prophet felt for him because he was a genuine man. He said to him, Ya Abdullah, Ya Jabir, I want to give you the good news. Allah had spoken to all those who died immediately after they were raised there. Trait away. Okay? Behind the veil. He was happy. Illa abak, except for your dad. He was astonished. Why? Kifaha, he said to him. Allah spoke to him direct. Straight away. No veil. What a man. What a man. I wish and I hope we can be in that position. I pray to Allah. He will allow us that dignity to be able to be in a position to be given that kind of thing. This is the people whom we love. This is my men. It's not the man who show muscles to the weak. Not the man who hit his mother or wife. Or, what is this? What is this? What, what world are we living in? These are the men whom Allah loves so much because they were so kind, so lenient, so generous, so loving and so caring. Whom do you think Allah is going to forbid the hellfire from them? He said, Everyone who's lenient, gentle, easygoing, close to showing mercy to people. I want everybody to be like that. Allah, if you're like that, nobody can touch you. It's not going to the gym and building your six pack, you call it six pack, <laughs> and showing your muscle, some brothers walking in the street. Look at me, like a, like a peacock. <laughs> but when al-harrataji, when the difficulty comes, you see them under the tables. Allah said to those people who were trying to show that we are fighters, Allah said, okay, if you are fighting for me, then remember, in your fight, you are either going to win, and that is for me, because you are fighting for me, or you're going to be killed, 
and that is for you because you're going to come to me. The martyrs in the sight of the Lord are alive. Do not ever think that the martyr is dead, but they are living with their Lord. But never turn your back run away. <laughs> shame, Allah said. Shame on you. Okay? When you say, I'm fighting for Allah, stand straight. Wallahi, I always, when I, when I look outside and I see people in this bodyguard standing, I always laugh. <laughs> I'm thinking, what will happen to them if suddenly things become hard? Running. Huh? <laughs> I, I remember one thing. May Allah forgive me for this. I'm going to say this like him. I remember I was watching one day <coughs> Sadat, Rahmatullah Ali. This man who became a soldier, who led the armies to win battles according to him, standing. Suddenly, subhanAllah, brought all his army out in a day of his honor and brought his little grandchild to him and brought him to the stage with him dressed in an army. Can you remember that? I see it. If you go and watch it in film. Dressed in an army uniform to show this is me, this is my family. We are the defenders of Egypt. And suddenly, while the plane were flying on top and the army is showing and he's standing there. You could see it in his face. And the man who killed him, what is his name? Madbuli Walmar. He just came or someone killed him. From Allah he died. Fine. But all those men around him. All the bodyguards under the table. <laughs> it is so sad. So please, let us, tonight when we leave this mosque, Allah is not known by ignorance. Allah is not worshipped by ignorance. Allah is not known in the darkness. Allah is not known in cowardness or harshness. Allah is not known or drawn closer to by being savage, vulgar, rude, miserable, wicked. Allah is only known by knowledge. For he is the most knowledgeable. And knowledge is mercy. And mercy is light. And light is God. And God is where we are hoping and aiming to go to. Please, let us tonight ask Allah from our hearts that he will teach us knowledge. Allah is the teacher. Allah is the teacher. If Allah loves you, he will teach you. And by Allah Almighty God, Allah is my witness. One of the men who died, who used to be a student with me, very good man from Sudan in the 70s, early 80s. His name is Athar Abdel Majid. May Allah bless his soul and raise him. He was very political in his Islam. And I didn't like politics and Islam to be mixed because first of all, I want to correct my character and stand as a human being. And then, walk into politics because politics when you take it with ignorance then you serve yourself you say I am the master of the people you are not the master when you serve yourself the master of the people is the one who serves the people Sayyidul Ghawmi Khadimah like the prophets and the messengers so Alhamdulillah he liked what I was doing he joined me and Alhamdulillah he changed I took him to my sheikh he took bay'ah with my sheikh he became a very good man he died, Rahmatullah. Died immediately after I introduced him to the Sheikh a few years back. He went to Sudan and died. He told me a story I will never forget. He said, Sheikh, what I love about what you do and say 
If that is true, nothing is gained by harshness, wickedness, ignorance. Nothing. The opposite is true for gaining everything. He said, I used to go shopping. And subhanallah, some of the people with me who are not really Islamic from my country, they're not really, they were going out dancing and clubbing and drinking. That's their choice. Allah guide them. He said, one of the girls who used to work in the tills, she was always asking us, you are very good, you always come together. When you're buying shopping, you want to pay for another person. This is nice, because when they stand in the queue, the fairest one pay for all of them. <laughs> this is very nice. I never see this happen before. So one of them took her as being his girlfriend. SubhanAllah. And she was coming to him going, he didn't know what he's doing is wrong. But, but Allah wanted her to learn. By going, they were always coming together. They were cooking, sharing food. She liked. One day she asked them, what is this? Who are you? And one of them said, oh, but you are Muslims. She went investigating. There is what internet at that time. <coughs> going to the library, reading what Islam, asking questions. She came back to them and said to me, I want to be a Muslim. They laughed at her. He was telling me, they laughed at her. Come on, what do you want? It's very rigid and you have to pray. And you know, no, no, no. They were worried if she becomes Muslim, then she'll find they are doing the haram on the road. <laughs> she was going to shame them up. So she went by herself. Allah guided her to the mosque, a Pakistani imam. She talked to him. He gave her some books to read. She started reading. She went to him back. He gave her shahada, but he couldn't teach her. He couldn't speak good English. She used to ask them, they were ignoring her. She used to go to her bedroom to sleep. She used to cry until she oh. sleeps. Cry until she sleeps. And one night, somebody tapped her leg. And she opened her eyes, and this man, dressed in brilliant white, with a long white beard, looking at her, says to her, don't cry, my baby. Don't cry, my child. Oh. I am here to teach you. And do fear Allah and Allah will teach you. I said, by Allah Almighty God, that has twisted me inside out. Look at this girl. She doesn't know anything. And the people who are supposed to know and teach her, because they were ignorant themselves, the one who doesn't have it cannot give it. Let us go out and learn knowledge. Al-ilm nur. Knowledge is light. Allah ma'allimna. اللهم رب زدنا علما اللهم رب اجعلنا من عبيدك المتعلمين العاملين بعلمهم يا رب العالمين يا رب زدنا علما وزدنا فهما واجعلنا من الراشدين يا رب زدنا علما وزدنا فهما واجعلنا من الراشدين يا رب زدنا علما وزدنا فهما واجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم رب علمنا علما نافعا وارزقنا قلبا خاشعا ونورا ساطعا ورزقا واسعا وشفاء من كل داء اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من علم لا ينفع اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من علم لا ينفع الله يسكرفي نيو إن نولج ذات برينغ نو بنفيت اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما أو الله بنفيتات وزد نولج ذات فيهاب لين أن انكريسس النولج يا رب العالمين اللهم اجعلنا هدى مهتدين رب اجعلنا هدى مهتدين ولا ضالين ولا مضلين ولا ضالين ولا مضلين يا رب العالمين ولا ضالين ولا مضلين يا كريم رب اشرح صدورنا ونوير بصائرنا وافتح اللهم علينا فتوح العارفين العاشقين اللهم يا رب استرنا اللهم يا رب استرنا اللهم يا رب استرنا بسترك الجميل سترك الذي استرت به ذاتك فالعين تراك ولن تصليك يا رب العالمين 
وصلي وسلم على حبيبك المصطفى واله اهل الصدق والوفا وكلنا يا ربنا معينا ومزعفا وبوئنا من الجنه غرفا وكلنا يا ربنا في كل لحظه وحين وايدنا برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين صلي وسلم على سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه وسلم سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الفاتحه بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين اياك نعبد واياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين انعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين امين امين الله خير